Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane. Here in Washington, we're at the Capitol Hill office of Congressman John Carter, who represents Texas's 31st District. The congressman serves on a number of important and influential uh, House appropriations subcommittees dealing with things like defense, commerce, justice, science. He is the chairman of the Military Construction and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Appropriations. He also co-chairs the House Army Caucus and participates in the House Republican Steering Committee. Little known fact, Congressman Carter is one of only a handful of House members that has had legislation signed into law by our two past and current president, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump. He is married to Erica, recently celebrating their 50th anniversary. Together, they've got four children and six grandchildren. Congressman Carter, nice to have you with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Well, congratulations on your recent re-election to Congress. Gives you now a ninth term here in Washington. You're now moving closer to a decade and a half under your belt in Congress. I think you feel like maybe you got a few things figured out here, huh? Well, I guess the longer you're around here, the the more you understand how things work. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we go through these times in terms of, hey, we need, you know, term limits, et cetera, et cetera. But I would think somebody like yourself with this, this length of service would think that length of service is actually a benefit to getting some things done here. I, an honest assessment is... In the first two years, two terms you're in Congress, you don't even know where all the bathrooms are. <laughs> when was the point and what was it that moved you towards deciding you want to run for office in the first place? Well, I originally ran for office way back in uh, 1980. Uh, I was a lawyer in Round Rock, Texas. And uh, I had worked for the, for the Legislative Council in Austin for the that uh, we provide they provide lawyers for the legislature i guess i got bit by the political bug about that time so i ran for the state house in 80 against uh eight term incumbent and he beat me but i got appointed by the by the governor to a district court bench and then i ran in 80 in 82 and was the first elected republican in our county's history Let's talk about some perceptions uh, perceptions for you early on. Anything stand out that you should look back now and say, wow, that's that's not what I thought being a member of Congress was going to be like. Uh, anything surprise you when you first came in? Oh, yeah, the part the partisanship is terrible up here. That doesn't change much. It doesn't change much. You, over the long haul, you get to you get to know people in the other party, but it's it's as segregated as you can think about between parties. Your background before joining Congress includes private law practice. You served also as district judge for over 20 years. How has that background and that experience prepared you for what you're doing in Congress? I think uh, being a judge, you learn to listen. And uh, if you're going to actually do fact-finding fact up here, which is very difficult up in Washington, you got to do a lot more listening than talking. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane. We're here in Washington talking with Congressman John Carter from Texas's 31st District. Let's talk a little bit uh, about that district. Much like anything, right, in Texas, it's going to be big. 
covering both Bell and Williamson counties, includes part of northern Austin. You got dairy farms, you've got high tech companies, you've got the world's largest military installation in Fort Hood. With that in mind, based on your time in Congress again, what are some of the top issues and needs that people of the 31st have been telling you over the years that are still very important to them? Well, you know, we're one of the, the fastest growing areas in Texas. Everybody wants to move to the Austin area. Half of California is trying to move in right now. <laughs> and uh, we've always got transportation issues. We've all, we don't have, we're very fortunate. Uh, unemployment is not a big problem in at least our county and the, our two counties. We've been way, uh, way better off than most uh, people, even through the bad times. Uh, but we're a fully employed area. Lots of jobs are available for, to people to work. Uh, there were that people care about their their life their life their life at home. We're family oriented. Uh, in fact, I think Round Rock area is now becoming the kids sports capital of Texas. Uh, they've got a fantastic complex there, and and I mean every weekend there are thousands of young people coming into Round Rock with their families uh, playing various sports. Obviously, with uh, Fort Hood in your district, your presence on those military appropriation subcommittees is extremely helpful. From your perspective, what are some of the biggest challenges our military is facing now as we go well into the 21st century? Well, you, you know, we are an all-volunteer force. These soldiers are going to wars because they chose to be soldiers. We want to make sure they're the best trained, best equipped uh, fighting force on the face of the earth, and they are. And keeping that done can be difficult in good times and in bad. You have fluctuations. And we, we want to make sure that the people they're leaving back home, their spouses and their children, uh, we want to make sure that we take good care of them so that they don't have to worry about those that they're all fighting for. A related item, let's talk about our veterans. You authored the Veterans Transplant Coverage Act, which you said was needed to close a loophole in veterans coverage. I think you would agree that there's a lot more work to do to improve veterans care. What would you like to see coming out of this 116th Congress to help veterans? Well, I think we've got a really good uh, overall uh, VA bill this year. Uh, we plussed up just about everything. We're plussing up uh, a lot about suicide, it's, it's one of our epidemics right now that we're dealing with. Uh, we've put more in mental health in the last five years than in the previous 15 years. So it, it is really, that's a current event when it comes to our veterans. Uh, the, the Transplant Act was very simple. The position of the VA was the donor had to be a, a veteran. Well, that limits the number of people that can give you a live organ to a very, very small number, and I thought that was ridiculous. And so what I basically did is open up uh, that to all people who want a donor. They can be, go through the VA system and get, get a live organ. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane. We're here in Washington visiting with Congressman John Carter from Texas's 31st District. Uh, reading recently that the nation's overall debt to Congressman, now over $22 trillion, we continue to run, run up sizable annual budget deficits as well. Some attribute that to the results of maybe some tax cuts, but no, uh, in fact, an increase in government spending, too. From your vantage point, what's your take on all that? 
Well, first off, uh, tax cuts, putting putting uh, people's money back in their own pockets, actually generates growth, and growth actually generates more taxes. So it's it's a good story to say tax cuts are why we're in trouble. No, it's not tax cuts is why we're in trouble. It's runaway spending is why we're in trouble. Well, I know you're also in favor of strengthening Social Security, strengthening Medicare. You want to talk a little about these two issues? Well, those people that are depending on Medicare and Social Security, we have to meet our commitment to them. And uh, it's a commitment that I think is a lifetime commitment. And we and everybody that comes up here should realize that this is a promise from the federal government that those programs will be there when they get there. And we it, it would be irresponsible to have anything else. However, both programs are going to have to be worked on in the future, and there's various ways to be worked on, and all those get discussed from time to time. But the clock is ticking on both those programs because we've got a lot more people that are taking from that those programs that are paying into the programs, and that means we've got to work them out. It's a challenge. It should be a current event, but typically it'll be a future event. You previously served on the House Committee on Education and Labor in representing the 31st District. What would be some of the goals you'd like to do to continue to improve education? Well, education, you know, I I like to tell everybody, the only thing you're going to leave behind that is going to be for posterity are your children. Uh, You know, you can accumulate all the wealth in the world, but you don't get to take it with you, and it'll be in somebody else's pocket when you're gone. So it really doesn't count to much of anything. But what does count is what you give to the next generation, and that's your children and your grandchildren. I got some great ones. And so it's giving them the kind of education they need and also making sure that they're getting the, the, the moral training that they should have in the families. We need to keep our families together, and we need to make education available to everyone uh, at a cost that's reasonable. At the start of our time together, I mentioned your family. You just talked about your grandkids. I would imagine with time away from home and family, that can kind of wear on you. Let's talk about that balance between home life and Washington life for you. How has that worked out for you? Well, uh, it means a lot of frequent flyer miles. Mm -hmm. I go home every weekend. I've been in Congress now. This is my 18th year in Congress. And uh, I've only been up here on the weekend intentionally four times. In 18 years, I go home. That's a lot of sacrifice. Well, I represent home. I don't represent Virginia. I don't represent Maryland or D.C. I represent uh, two counties in Texas. And again, re-election for you means you're kicking off your ninth term in Congress. Uh, No matter what the future holds, you know, whenever your time in Congress uh, does come to an end, what's the one thing that you hope your constituents will remember you by? I hope they'll remember that I did the very best I could. For those who needed it, I was tried to be a, a good steward of their the resources that they provided up here and uh, made sure that our nation was safer. When I was a judge, I tried to make sure the streets were safer. Up here, I'm trying to take, make sure our borders are safer and our nation is safer for those who would bring us harm. That's what I've dedicated my time in Congress and my t- time in the courthouse because you know, I want our families to live in a safe world. 
Congressman John Carter, who represents Texas's 31st district. And Congressman, thank you for letting us stop by and visit today. You bet. This has been Love Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.